at least it works. Hell yeah. podcast market i'm panda and i'm here with my friend Teresa. hi tease hi pant how are you i'm doing pretty good how are you i'm okay i feel like a lot's happened in the past what two weeks since we've recorded mm-hmm. but besides that i'm just chilling just taking it day by day so that sounds complain. good yeah what have you been consuming lately? Watching, oh boy. reading. I feel like there's so much. Remind me, the last time we spoke, did I? Uh, was that after I saw the new Texas Chainsaw or after? This was prior. I will. I know some spoilers, but I am intending to watch this at some point. Okay. For so then uh, was I'm trying to remember. So then was my last episode talking about licorice pizza and the feather thief? Um. I think so. No, but you did. We watched <laughs> Pride and Prejudice together in we between did. having we recorded did. last and now. And you told me about Licorice Pizza then. <laughs> there we go. Wow. That feels so buck wild. But um, I guess then to give the hot highlights of our since our last time we spoke, I finished reading Feather Thief. I read all of Mother Night. I read a whole entire book called How Music Got Free. And then, I think you maybe mentioned that to me at some point also. Maybe. And then we did watch Pride and Prejudice 2005. I also watched Barbie Princess and the Popper for the first time last week. Your only Barbie movie. The only Barbie movie. And then I played a really good game called Perfect Tides that I think everybody should play. And then more importantly, I watched Free Guy. <laughs> You did mention this to me also the last time we spoke after watching Pride and Prejudice. It was so bad. It was so bad. Everybody, Free Guy was not good. But it was nominated for special effects, which that was good. But the movie itself, awful. But I think, can I just talk about Perfect Tides for a few seconds then? Yeah, go for it. This This is a spooky fishing game, isn't it? It's not a spooky fishing game. Oh, I guess I assume because of the word tides. And no, are you, you thinking of Adam Batula? No, Gwen Gwen played that recently. Yeah, because I just assumed that was another one of those because apparently there was a spooky fishing game jam like. A year or two ago. Shocking that I did not think of that or run that myself as a fishing mini game connoisseur. Perfect Tides is. Uh, are you familiar with Marilyn Grant, who did Octopus Pie? I heard the name. Yeah, I feel like Tumblr webcomic royalty. Like Octopus Pie exists within that realm, but I never was into it. I have heard of this definitely. Yeah. I don't know. I can't like. I could not tell you what it's about or anything. But... It's. I had to look it up. It's about two women living in Brooklyn, which like go off. Okay. Um, So Perfect Tides is made by Marilyn Grant, who made Octopus Pie. And then it is a point and click short story, I guess you can call it, Mm -hmm. on growing up in the year 2000. And 
you are a 15 year old named Mara Whitefish and you live on this island and there's no cars. You have to take your wagon everywhere and you go to school on the mainland. So you have to take the ferry every day and stuff like that. And it just was so nostalgic and well done for me. And it felt so good to watch because my God, did it remind me of so many feelings I had as a 15 year old while also still reminding me of feelings that I currently have today. And I just, I really loved it. The scenes were just, scenes that were animated were just fantastically animated. All the hugs looked like Ghibli hugs. Like it just, it just felt so warm and it just made me really emotional, made me cry a lot. But I really, I thought it was really, I feel like you would really like it actually. I probably would given this description. Yeah, it's so, it just hit such a like, a perfect niche of emotion because it was so geared towards people who grew up in the 90s and Mara's also like a fan fiction writer as well so she talks on forums a lot and there's like a scene where the form actually shuts down and stuff I guess spoilers but um it was just there was a moment where I was lurched so viscerally back into nostalgia and unlocked a hidden memory but um at one point somebody used a walkie-talkie phone Oh my gosh. I was so excited. I was like, oh, hello? And like, it just immediately brought me back to like being eight and being so jealous of my mom's, my mom's, <laughs> my friend's mom's walkie talkie phone. That's amazing. Yeah, it was good. I really liked it. You should play it. Everybody should play it. Uh, oh support God. indie creators with teams of like five people. Yes. <laughs> it was good. But what about you? I, what about you? You've been, I, I know what you've been watching, but tell the community, tell the class listeners let me paint you a, a picture with words do you want to just read the message i sent I, I'm, I'm gonna lead up to it so <laughs> listeners i have over the past like four days watched the two seasons of righteous gemstones uh that are on hbo max a show that i did not know existed until about a month ago and so I finished watching it and I'm like, oh boy, now I can go online and look at content about it because I was trying to avoid spoilers until because both seasons had been finished by the time that I was getting to them. The mm -hmm. the season two finale was like a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh boy, I get to look at fan content now. And I so I reblog four posts and I get a message <laughs> from Teresa and yeah I'm gonna actually I'm gonna pull this message up <laughs> I get a message that says you're reblogging a concerning amount of righteous gemstones posts in a row panda is this a cry for help do you really miss succession this much and the answer is yes yes I do yes. but also no I did not realize that this is basically honky-tonk succession until I had started it but you can make a very good Venn diagram of the things they have in common. I feel like I sh it's been on my radar, but I it's knew very minimal about it. Very funny. Okay, maybe I will watch it. There's also the new Taika Waititi show about 19th century pirates. Which, I have not watched that yet. Uh, I haven't either. But the fact that it's 19th century boat culture and Taika Waititi, that's T-score, baby. So I feel like I have to watch All it. All the boys in the band order boat drinks. Amen to that. But is there, more importantly, is there a Tom Gregg of Righteous Gemstones? Well, okay, there is. The okay. thing is, 
there is a like kind of Tom Gregg like relationship and there is another character who is sort of functionally the Tom of the show. Wow. Another people's princess. Like, yeah, like there is like the the female daughter has a uh, boyfriend who is an outsider to the family and who everybody is always like laughing at and picking on and who they have no respect for. But then there's also two characters that have this like wild homoerotic relationship. Thank God. And that's actually one of the sons played by Adam Devine and his like so he's like a he's kind of like a youth pastor like the quintessential youth pastor Mm -hmm. and his like best friend question mark is this guy named keith not keith keith k-e-e-f-e and he used to be a satanist and through meeting and it is very obvious falling in love with kelvin the youth pastor guy he Uh has dedicated his life to christ and specifically following kelvin like at wherever and doing whatever and basically he's kind of like his like best friend slash sidekick sort of and kelvin seems pretty oblivious based just from the everything it's something that I feel like if this show had been made several years ago, it would have been played much more for laughs, but I don't really feel like it is, like, I don't think it's a joke, which is interesting. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's just really funny, and I didn't expect to like it as much as I do, but it's also, if it had been made a few years ago, it would have been made by Comedy Central, and it would have had a budget of, like, $10, but because they got that HBO money, all of it is shot like a fucking prestige drama. And so they'll be like doing really stupid things or like having really stupid conversations, but it's shot like like a prestige drama. And just it's like Succession. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just like Succession. Panda, new podcast idea. It's called HBO Boys. And it's just <laughs> us reviewing HBO series. Not to be confused with the Amazon show, The Boys. The Boys. We are HBO Boys. It's very different. Which We're is- just two guys watching HBO. I never watched HBO growing up. Like my, I mean, my parents didn't have it. Or if yeah. they did, I wasn't allowed to access it. And yeah. there was not ever much that really appealed to me or stood out to me. But like the past few years, there have just been a lot of things that have been coming out on HBO that like I'm really into it. I'm I only got an HBO Max subscription so I could watch Summer Camp Island, but I've actually mm-hmm. like it has shockingly one of the best content libraries of the streaming services. Amazing. It's wild because for me as a kid, I have one I have very few vivid memories of HBO, but we did have it. It's just because I never left my mom alone. My mom never really got to watch TV on her own. (laughs) So we had HBO and I remember it like being just a special cable channel before it was ever a premium channel. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch Sopranos, but I I knew what it was as a kid. My parents watched the Sopranos, but they would rent the DVDs from Blockbuster. And when I walked through the room, they would pause the tv until either i or my sister was out of the room and then that's they would so resume. funny they did I the same that. thing with dexter but i think they actually had like 
they may have had Showtime or whatever Dexter was on and mm-hmm. they would just DVR it because nice. they would DVR everything. So I remember one of my mom's coworkers was like, you've got to watch True Blood. My mom's like, I have a 12 year old. I don't know what, what year did True Blood come out? 2008. I have a 13 year old daughter. Can I watch this? And her coworker was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just watch an episode. It's really good. And so meanwhile this is when we still had like the communal like crtv downstairs in the basement mm-hmm. and i walk downstairs and there's very quick and very violent sex happening and i was like oh my god <laughs> my mom looked at me and she's like oh my god and usually my mom and i are pretty cool about watching like sexual tv with each other but just because it was like so fast and alien to me and she like clearly was a little uncomfortable watching it with me around like in the house it just was like both was like (laughs) but but now i i i do like a lot of hbo shows i've watched sopranos i've watched succession i watch gilded age i kind of want to watch the tv show about the lakers in the 70s that looks kind of fun I don't know anything about basketball, though. So maybe I'll die. I've watched some of Westworld. I've watched some of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm just, like, looking through what's available. Um, (laughs) I did. I recently watched Mayor of Easttown, which I really liked. Nice. I did watch Lovecraft Country briefly. I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched Chernobyl. I did love the first season of True Detective. But I also love carnival which is like one of my favorite most unappreciated tv shows i feel like i knew this about you i feel like this came up in very early episodes of fpm probably i love carnival and it's 1930s dust bowl so with supernatural elements so like can you blame me (laughs) no no i cannot so i i think Carnival is an underappreciated gem. Oh, I also loved Boardwalk Empire. I, I was a big ass Boardwalk Empire. That fan. was a, a a question on Jeopardy last night. Damn, had to do with Boardwalk Empire. Nice, love that. I've seen like the first episode of Six Feet Under. I've I've seen enough. Six HBO Feet Under shows. was also. I think no, you know now that I think about it, there was a fucking HBO category. I completely forgotten because. <laughs> I just hadn't thought about it. And then I now that you're saying everything, I remember there was specifically just an mm-hmm. HBO category. Yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah, that that's me. So I, I think I'm a well-versed HBO boy. <laughs> I think. That'll be the next thing that we do whenever we decide that we've given up on podcast ideas. Yeah, we could just... We'll just watch HBO shows. Welcome to HBO Boys, a podcast about us watching HBO. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Panta, here at the Fresh Podcast Market, we are a real podcast about fake podcasts. And from the last time I we did an episode, I believe we did Horse Hater, which is about my mom. So I think it's a year turn. Do you, do you have an idea for an episode for a podcast? You know, the listeners, the listeners will remember this because they will have heard the episode more recently than you uh, were on it. But in the last episode, I teased at the end that we had a listener submitted idea. Ooh. We have an idea that was submitted to us from a friend of the pod, Harmony, who we do need to record with again. And this idea was a podcast where you just discuss and rewrite chapters of visual novels. I don't know, because I love visual novels. And I feel like for literally every game, there are always chapters of games that the fandom hates. And in this podcast, you could like 
you could just give a give the rundown and like spitball ideas for games like 999 ace attorney danganronpa your turn to die etc and at the end of the show they can like submit the proposed changes to the writers or something and see what they think <laughs> like heathens i don't i don't know that i like this uh this last part i'm not sure about that we make the fandom decide hashtag hey dungnam rumpo fans hashtag no more underwear question mark question mark question mark like siren noise we'll well we'll talk about it and then we'll get to the name okay we do have a name oh harmony gave us name thank you so much very much thank appreciated. you so much harmony Thank you. Miss you. Love you. Kiss okay. kiss. Okay. But yes, so you and I both like visual novels. I Do I? <laughs> I mean, I guess I assume that you... I... What? Okay. So I feel like every time someone's like, yeah, you like visual novels, I'm like, have I played one? I guess I thought maybe we had talked about one, and so I assumed that you There was one that it. sounded incredibly esoteric in T-Score about, like past lives and being a plane or something like that if i recall correctly <laughs> so i mean i've never played dongnam rumpa i've never played higurashi i've never played what's the other one Umineko. that people are horny for uh, well Good umineko one. is the other one yes umineko thank you umineko ooh, with a u ooh. um yeah. you know i don't actually know <laughs> it could be umineko or oh I, it's with a y right umineko no right? it's it's just it's like the word for seagull so I think it is Umineko. Oh. You. Um, I'm, no. What's the, no. What's the one we're in the school? Maybe they're not at school. Hold on. <laughs> Calm down. Our good friend Badler. You, what, what, what yeah. He? Yeah. He's in, he's in Umineko. Oh my God. Oh, okay. I really, I just could not think about how to spell it. It's so U-M-I-K-O. It, no, I just misspelled it. U-M-I-N-E-K-O. E-K-O. I, yeah. I, so I've never played any of those. I mean, I did play most of the first Ace Attorney game. So I guess if that counts, I've played some of Isomnium Files, but not the whole thing. When I described Siconia to you, you said it was like um, something Sentinels. Is that a visual novel? Oh, 13 Sentinels. Yeah. I own it, but I've yet to play it. Okay. I think that is why I assumed that you liked visual novels is because we had that conversation and mm-hmm. I I thought that you liked that game and therefore. I feel like I always like go to buy them to play and mm-hmm. then I never do. do. I want like okay. And now I'm looking at like the top visual novels on Steam, and I've never played Doki Doki Literature Club. I've played that. I, I've not. You should play Doki Doki and play it on stream. <laughs> it's a really short game, but it's... I've heard it's not bad. Yeah, I I never got into the DMMD hype. That's so classic and beloved by the LGBT community. I I am aware of, but I have not. Uh, I've never played Dream Daddy. I did play Valhalla and I did like Valhalla. So when and I, I, I got one. Had a short lived stream where we were playing through Dream Daddy and it was called Dad or Day, mm. but we never finished. Damn. We should really do that again sometime. Maybe after Gwen gets their new computer. Maybe. Maybe. I was really thinking about it. Maybe I should stream. I was considering streaming. Dream Daddy is also that... very fun and cute. Thank you. I. Also played Howful Boyfriend. Yeah, see, that's a visual novel. Yeah, so I guess I've played some, but not much. Okay. And I've played, like, 
trace memory and time hollow and shit like that. So so, I played enough, I guess. Yeah. But this is a fun idea, but I am afraid of the repercussions of what may happen to us if we were to try to rewrite. Because here's the thing. Yeah. The good thing about coming up with these podcast ideas is that we don't have to even theoretically be the hosts. Your mind is so big. You're so right. We can just create fictional hosts that will host this podcast and we don't have to worry. They can face the repercussions of of their actions. Mm, Okay. That's fair. But I would say, you know, like you and I both have a passing familiarity with visual novels. Yeah. I I haven't really played very many either, even though I have been wanting to uh, I have been wanting to take a crack at those Ace Attorney games. Mm-hmm. They're fun. I like. I think you'd like them. I feel I like think you'd like so the too, especially because I did almost go to law school. So that's. Uh, I forget that about you. That's wild. <laughs> another another time, another life. Truly, yeah. Amen to that. If I was more Republican, I would have probably been on Wall Street. Let's be real. I could sell them <laughs> like a motherfucker. But I feel that. But um, yeah. So we have a passing familiarity with visual novels and the thing is is that and maybe this is just because the my primary exposure to visual novels is through the when they cry series Mm -hmm. i mean it's like harmony said there always seems to be stuff that people just sort of wish they could like fix or like Mm. and especially because a lot of these games tend to be kind of long and so Mm -hmm. it feels like sometimes the stories just sort of like don't know where to end i guess or I think not, that's not a don't problem know for end. a lot of those games. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. And so I do think it would be a fun exercise for people who are familiar with a lot of visual novels to like talk about some of their favorites, talk about some of the stuff that they don't like and, you know, potentially try to like not entirely rewrite because like as in writing dialogue and stuff, but, you know, like coming up with like an alternate synopsis for what that chapter should have had happen instead um i also do like the idea though of going in completely blind yeah i think there's some comedic potential in that maybe like maybe there's definitely comedic potential yeah like for instance if like if harmony and i were to do this podcast i know harmony is well versed in visual novels so harmony would be like all right this is what's going on i'm like "Uh uh-huh what would you change and I would just spew something out. That might be fun. Yeah. 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 I do think that at the very least, there should be one person one who's person, familiar yeah. with visual novels. So you can at least like kind of be aware of, you know, popular conventions, things that have been done or, you know, like mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. that. I Yeah, I can agree with that one. But yeah, the the concept of having of spitballing ideas for a chapter of an existing visual novel with someone who does not do visual novels could bring some fresh energy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like visual novels are filled with tropes at this rate. That's also, so. yeah, that's why it's kind of hard to, you know, you gotta, gotta sort through and find good stuff. Yeah. 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 But I'm hopefully going to get a steam deck at some point. And once Ooh, I guess how steam- zesty those look, once I get a steam deck, that's gonna i'm just gonna use it to play visual novels basically like that's the one thing that's stopping me is that like when i want to play a visual novel i have to be tied to like a computer of some kind i can't just Mm -hmm. like lay on the couch and read Siconia. so i love to lay in bed and play triangle strategy oh yeah i've heard 
I've heard about triangle strategy. I'm really enjoying it. It's fun. I'm only like on chapter three. I'm not that far in because I bought it on Sunday. Nice. But I think this is a good idea. I do too. Mm-hmm. I know I would listen to this, especially to find out more about visual novels that I am probably never going to play. <laughs> I also feel like it would help really weed out visual novels for you as well. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like. Yeah, because you might, maybe like a summary in the beginning might be a good idea. Mm-hmm. So then people who aren't necessarily familiar with it can just. Yeah. Yeah. So Harmony also gave us a name. Mm-hmm. And it's, okay, I'm going to read it as written and then we can kind of talk about it. It's reviz parentheses ION, like as in vision, but then also outside the parentheses. U-A-L. So it's revision visual novels. That's literally how all visual novel titles are anyway. So (laughs) yes, actually. But it does seem like it would be hard to Google, which is unfortunate. Mm -hmm. That is true. I mean, authors know it was hard to Google. And yet. Oh, fair. Yeah. But I was thinking you could also, well... I was going to say one of those like big, long, complicated titles, but that's an isekai thing, not necessarily a, just mm, a visual mm-hmm. novel thing. Even though eh, it's there. I don't know. We could always, it could always be like visual novel when they edit or some shit like <laughs> that. Revisualization. The novel. Yeah. But yes, I like this idea because it seems like it'd be very funny. I do too. So tease. Is it time? It's time. It's time. It's time for us to enter the good vibe zone where we end the episode on something happy, something, something good, something that makes us feel good, Mm -hmm. a positive note. So Mm -hmm. Tease, what have you brought with you to the good vibe zone? Yeah, this weekend, I had a really nice weekend with our good pal, Audrey. Oh, yeah? What did you guys get up to? We went into the city and there's a lot of alternatives for outdoor dining instead of just sitting on in a little table on the side of the road type deal so a few places that have the real estate for it have started doing like these outdoor plastic igloos to sit in is that that? they're like kind of like a dome shape and you can walk in they're kind Mm -hmm. of like a a nest so to say a little a tent there's another word that i'm specifically looking for but i can't like not a yurt but kind of like dome shaped like some of like the new age bullshit ones are and so we got lunch and then we went to nintendo world and embarrassed each other so i could yeah so we could so i could go by triangle strategy and then i found an issue of oku the inner chambers which is like one of the few mangas i collect in physical editions so I found that in a book off and then I we did karaoke for two hours so Sunday was a very healing experience I had a really good time with a friend and it was something that I was looking forward to all week and it rolled it was good I had a great time oh I'm so glad that's yeah what about you I I hate that all of mine are basically like I watched something I liked, but I just don't do anything. Some panda. It is a pandemic, and I know I'm a dumbass who was going outside of my house on weekends. So, if anything, I should be in the shame. In the that, shame? Yeah, no. I mean that is the thing is that I just don't go out because like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't trust these fuckers. I don't, especially where you are. I don't blame you at all. But I watched through the rest of the Scream franchise while Gwen oh, was yeah. gone. 
and including the new one and i it, i just had a great time okay. i had seen scream 4 previously but it was the only one i had seen at that time because mm-hmm. i saw it in high school mm-hmm. but going back and watching it now like it's so funny like i was able to i it was kind of like deja vu like having like memories of things that i now have context for and also like realizing how many like like how star-studded that movie was for mm-hmm. 2011 like allison brie and hayden panettiere yeah oh my god i can imagine and rory culkin oh, and oh. which speaking of things that righteous gemstones and succession have in common there is a culkin briefly in uh, righteous gemstones uh macaulay culkin has like a cameo as a character in an episode but that's neither here nor there i just wanted to to tell you that but yeah scream scream 4 is great and scream 5 also just known as scream 2022 also known as i've been calling it five cream because i insist on the i love the naming convention which my wife hates when i say it but you know i don't care too late now that marriage is about compromise (laughs) and i i just had a great time and i hope that at some point you watch them also i've seen one and two yeah three kind of sucks but you should probably watch it anyway and then four is good and five is good nice okay and five has our girl jasmine savoy brown who plays young taisa in yellow jackets and she kisses a girl so hell yeah i i do i still need to finish yellow jackets my mom the other day was like we haven't watched hannibal in a while i was like oh (laughs) (laughs) so i gotta i gotta catch up on my teeth v shows i guess there i say i love your insistence upon watching queer media with your mother <laughs> it's so fucking funny i can't stop doing it your mom's sort of and- the epitome of that that screen cat that meme of that old lady like they're just they're such good friends she is and one day she's gonna have her harold moment <laughs> gonna be great all right well listeners if you would like to follow us on twitter you could do that at fresh pod market if you'd like to follow me on twitter you could do that at impandanata tease where can people find you online uh at vicunia that's v-i-c-u-n-a-d and uh we have a tumblr <laughs> but um it's you, you need to figure out the password uh, yeah i need to figure out the password you can also reach out to us on email which is fresh podcast market at or is it fresh pod market no it's fresh podcast market hell yeah fresh podcast market at gmail.com you could give us ideas you could send us ideas via dm on twitter too or you could just dm us or at us or whatever yeah you could yeah. just like you yeah. can send us anything. You, it doesn't even yeah. have to be like on topic. You should you be can like, ask those questions. Today, I saw a cool lizard, and I'd be like, yeah. "I'll read that on on the air." But if yeah. you saw a cool lizard, I hope that you will include a picture of the cool lizard. That's and cool. maybe we could just make a lizard podcast. And, yeah, and then that'll be the episode for the day. It'll be Perfect. lizard Wonderful. lizard podcast. Welcome to lizard podcast. A podcast about lizards. If you'd like to support this show, you could do that on Kofi at ko-fi.com slash fresh podcast or fresh pod market. And that's all of the things. So thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Teresa. Thanks for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Pan. Everybody, it's time to demand an intermission in the three-hour Batman movie. Yes. Have a good one. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 